0: What she say? She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. What she say?
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Christine Bentley here with Kate Wheeler, and you are listening to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union. Expecting more for your money, that's wealth esteem. Now, we're kicking off the show today uh, talking to Michael Blackburn, and he's the president of PFLAG York Region, an LGBTQ2 support resource and education network whose dedicated volunteers are there for those in need when it seems that no one else is. So it's a family for all genders, all sexualities, and all people led 100% by volunteers, and they're looking for people who want to volunteer their time for a worthy cause, and Michael is going to tell us more about what the
2: volunteers actually do to support the community, which I think is a you know, great initiative. Now, we're also going to introduce you to our brand new relationship expert, Tara Antler. She's an intuitive healer, a soul coach, and happy, harmonious relationship expert who's going to talk to us today about the key differences Between men and women. And yes, no, don't go there. We know what those key differences are. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's more uh, along the lines of the, you know, the men are from Mars, women are are from Venus kind of differences. Just things you can know to make your relationship a a little less stressful. Stressful. That's a good. uh, That's a polite word. A diplomatic word. Less bumpy. Yeah, bumpy.
1: (laughs) Uh, Film critic Ann Brody. Mm-hmm. Um, is going to oh, always has the latest movie and TV reviews in Saturday Night of the Movies. And she's also going to bring us an interview with comedy superstar Russell Peters, who you can catch in a Little Help with Carol Burnett, which is on Netflix now. And I still don't have
2: Netflix. I better get cracking. Yeah, really? It, I, my mom got Netflix. Um, she decided to get Netflix and drop a whole lot of her cable channels. And they say that, you know, streaming within two years is going to take over cable. Yeah. So lock in for the unlimited now <laughs> for as long as you can before they figure out how to raise the prices on that. Um, and But Carol Burnett, still going strong. like a ne- It's a reality series. She's doing it. She's an- amazing. I mean, her
1: and um, Mary Tyler Moore mm-hmm. were my favorites growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we never watched. We never missed. Absolutely. She was, she, she was hysterical.
2: Now, closing the show, performing in our live studio sessions, we have singer-songwriter Brie Taylor, who's going to be featured in Rise Up TV. That's an upcoming show that follows artists on a 12-city tour starting in Victoria, B.C. and ending in Montreal. Ah, the old tour bus days. That always sounds like fun to me.
1: (laughs) Well, if you miss any part of the show today, make sure you subscribe to our Apple Podcast. It's free, and if you subscribe, new episodes will automatically download for you every
2: weekend. It's a miracle! (laughs) And don't forget, we're giving away a $150 Bigley's Shoes and Clothing gift card and one family meal delivery from Rose's Family Meals as well as a signed Rose Reisman Rush Hour Meals cookbook. All the details are on whatshesaidtalk.com
3: Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show
4: go to whatshesaidtalk.com Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect! Meridian's good to grow high interest savings account was made for you At Meridian we say be picky Order that half-calf half-sweet no-foam latte with whip Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. Yay! And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9
3: The Region.
0: What she said. she's powerful.
3: Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
2: We are kicking off today's show talking to Michael Blackburn, the president of PFLAG York Region. That's an LGBTQ2 support resource and education network. Dedicated volunteers are there for those in need when it seems no one else is. Welcome to what she said, Michael.
5: Thank you very much for having me.
2: Now, PFLAG... um, It still stands for Parents and Friends of Lesbian and Gays?
6: Is that Uh, right? No, No. it doesn't.
5: Um, There's a few things missing in that acronym. Uh, We're missing a two- uh, we're, we're missing a B, right. and we wanted to be reflective of the whole spectrum of the okay. LGBTQ2 communities. So PFLAG in New York Region is more of the support, resource, and education network, as we don't have all of the same resources at the tip of our fingers like we do in large metropolitan cities like right. Toronto. We don't have a church street. So we work with a lot of our community partners, the school board, uh, various levels elected officials to make our spaces more inclusive within York Region, which is one of um, one of Canada's most diverse regions.
2: But the actual like, P flag—that's what we're used to. It has it. The acronym changed, or is it now?
5: So we no longer. Go with the acronym, but okay. there, there's a name with PFLAG. PFLAG right, exactly. means something to people, and exactly. we didn't we didn't want to lose that by uh, going with a completely different name. So we just don't identify with it as an acronym; acronym it's now just anymore. a name.
1: It's just a name. Okay. So tell everyone how. PFLAG acts as a support base for the community?
5: Yeah. um, At our grassroots, we have a monthly support meeting. We call it a coffee night. It's a little bit more approachable. Somebody's asked where they're going. You know, a monthly meeting sounds a little bit more clinical. Mm -hmm. Support meeting sounds a little clinical. Sometimes support is in a form of just speaking to somebody, meeting a new friend. Uh, But what we do is we invite members of the community to come um, on the fourth Wednesday of each month to a coffee night. And it's, uh, we sit in a circle and we share our stories, where we are on our journeys. Some people need support, some people are providing support, and then there's people everywhere in between. And uh, we also provide for people who don't want to come in person, might not feel comfortable. We do offer support via email, over the telephone, and social media as well.
2: So how did you first get involved?
5: We had a pride flag raising at the city of Markham, where I uh, work in the daytime, and I'd always wanted to give back to the community and give back specifically to the LGBTQ2 community because coming out can be one of the hardest things you do in your life. Mm -hmm. And the president was speaking about uh, PFLAG and what they do for the community. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to seize this moment. I'm I'm just going to do it. And this seems like the right fit. And I... I started just as a a volunteer coming out to the monthly meetings, and then soon I was on the board, and and here we are five and a half (laughs) years later. um, It's probably one of the most fulfilling experiences I've ever had is being with PFLAG.
1: You know, I think for Kate and myself, it's surprising to think that every day your volunteers Mm -hmm. are contacted by frightened adolescents, by angry, fearful, or confused parents, family members from all walks of life who have questions or concerns Mm -hmm. about sexual orientation, gender identity. Um, It's amazing that in 2018, Mm -hmm. that is still the case. Does it surprise you? With all the information out there, with all the...
5: You know what? Um, Well, it doesn't surprise me. And I think uh, organizations like PFLAG are are important now more than ever with some of the uh, conversations that are happening like south of the border. Uh, Hate doesn't know any uh, boundaries. So when we have certain elected officials or groups in less progressive countries um, saying stuff and acting certain ways, it it, it provides a platform for it. And then it it starts to rise again a little. And people, Some people think that it's okay to talk like that or say th- certain things. So our work is definitely uh, important at the advocacy level and uh, and working in the community. But people don't know what they don't know as well. And that's what mm-hmm. we're there to help them on their journey and and provide them with the support, provide them with the resources so they can educate themselves. Because what well, people don't know can be scary.
2: I love that yeah. um, little uh phone call that went viral uh, last month, I guess, I guess maybe, of, mm-hmm. of, the, of the parent whose child came out to them, and she didn't know how to handle it, so she phoned up the bartender at a gay bar mm-hmm. <laughs> and asked her for advice, and I love that, and then that that woman posted about it, yeah. and then that went viral, but that shows, I mean, parents mm-hmm. and family members do want to reach out, but they may not necessarily know how know how yeah. or where to go, and that's what your organization yep. does. So why is it so key for you to get Um, volunteers from all aspects of the community involved?
5: Well, the LGBTQ2 community spans every race, every religion, Mm -hmm. able, disabled. So we want to make sure that, A, we have people that represent the community Mm -hmm. uh, that we live in, uh, which is extremely diverse, but also we're a 100% volunteer-led organization, so we don't have paid staff. This is all people giving back to the community on their own time. So without our volunteers, we wouldn't operate Mm. So they are are the heartbeat of Mm -hmm. PFLAG York Region.
1: Well, I would imagine that being a volunteer at this Mm -hmm. organization would be very appealing because I think Canadians like to think of themselves as inclusive. Mm -hmm.
7: Mm -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm. I can tell you that being part of the PFLAG family like I said before, is one of the most rewarding things ever giving back to the community and seeing somebody going from needing support to then turning to another member of the community and being empathetic and providing support to them is like watching a a child walk for the first time. Like it's just so powerful to see people progress on their journey.
2: Now you you need people. You have a few positions open.
5: We do. So put yeah.
2: the word out. Here you go.
5: Well, we're we're looking for um, volunteers of of all kinds whether it's coming out to uh, special events and, and staffing the booths with us to uh, we we have a few uh, board of director uh, positions available. We're looking for uh treasurer, vice president and a couple of uh, directors, one for volunteers, um one for governance. Uh, we're going to be posting that on our website at mm-hmm. peopleofnewyork.ca. Um We've had some really great people help us get where we are today and we're doing some really great things in the community and uh, they've moved on for uh, some new experiences and i'm I'm excited for them and uh, I will I will definitely miss them because we are a family here yeah, at PFLAG. Flag. Yeah.
1: What kind of a challenge is it because York region is geographically sort of spread out, right? Yes to to be able to have events
5: and f- mm-hmm. to, to be able to include people from all corners. Yep. So the way that we try to make sure that we're reaching the whole community is really leveraging technology and making sure that we're using paid social media campaigns where we can target people from uh, the tip top of Georgina to the bottom of Markham um, and make sure that we're working with our partners to make sure they're inclusive across York region because, you know, northern York region is very different to the Mm -hmm. south of York Region, which borders Toronto. And Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we're providing access to all members of our community.
1: Now, you play a very active role in Pride Month, which is right around the corner. Absolutely. So tell us about what you're working on to do with that.
5: We have uh, Pride Charity Breakfast with York Regional Police at their headquarters on June 1st. So that'll be a panel discussion, breakfast, some great food. um, And the money raised there will go to AIDS Committee of York Region, PFLAG York Region and York Pride. And that'll be followed by a non-ticketed event where we go outside and we raise the Pride flag. On the 16th, we'll be marching in York Pride and we we welcome uh, both you and everybody in the studio and everybody in the community to join us to uh, stand loud and stand proud for uh, gender and sexual diversity. That's on our Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's... um, a community fair to follow the the Pride Parade as well. So we'll be there as well to engage with the community, help spread the good word, and hopefully uh, re- recruit a couple of volunteers.
1: Looking yeah. ahead a couple of years, what's yeah. on your wish list to get done?
5: Ooh, wish list to get done. That's a good one. <laughs> um, well, I feel like there's always going to be work for us to do in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, my wish list is for us to be the biggest P flag. Nationwide, We're probably one of the top four right now, but we are so lucky to have such an engaged community. And I look forward to the next four years working with new members of council who take new seats of government Mm -hmm. uh, coming up at the end of this year to to make sure they're engaged. So I want to make sure we maintain that level of engagement because we're really lucky in York Region to have really, really, really engaged local government. Um, and to just grow our volunteer base, because we've done so well of getting the word out there through yeah. our, our annual charity gala and our various mm-hmm. events that now we're just playing catch up. And I think that's a really good problem to have, because it would be a, a pretty bad problem if people weren't knocking at our door or didn't need anything. So,
2: now, wh- how can people get in touch with you? Where, what are all your websites and contacts? and um,
5: Head to pflagyork.ca. PFLAGYork.ca.
2: yorkca yep. that's easy. Mm-hmm. Yep,
5: PFLAGYork.ca. yorkca And if you go up to the top, all of our social media accounts are there. So that's probably your best one-stop shop uh, for the support line if you need to contact us via email or any of our social media sites.
2: Or if you want to volunteer.
5: And yeah. if you want to yeah. volunteer, absolutely. <laughs> Scroll on down and you'll see that there's a, a volunteer button and we'll have the job descriptions posted for the board of directors.
1: Well, Michael Blackburn, thank you so much for joining us. You do yeah. great work.
5: Thank you very much for having me.
7: She
3: said. What She Said with Christine Bentley
4: and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts.
0: Start today. Visit Co. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand.
3: This is 1059, The Region. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
1: We hope you're enjoying your Saturday afternoon. We sure are. And it's about to get even better because we are now joined by our brand new relationship expert, Tara Antler, who is going to be a regular on
2: What She Said. Welcome to the show. Thank you so We're much. We're so happy that you're joining us. I feel us. so grateful to be here. Thank uh, you. And though. we want to congratulate you. You've just found out you're having twins. Yeah, twin boys. Twin boys. Twin Shocking. Boys.
8: <laughs> Something Christine is familiar with. Yes. yes. I just said I'm going to have to pick your brain because uh, it's you know your whole brain your whole mindset everything just explodes Explodes. And how is your daughter?
2: She's two. two.
1: It's actually a good thing. It's a good thing. It is a good good good. thing. There are some real pluses. But anyway, (laughs) now we're going to talk uh, to you about getting some relationship advice Mm. today. But first, we wanted to get to know you and and introduce you a little bit to our listeners who who may not be familiar with you. You're an intuitive healer, a spiritual teacher, a soul coach, an author, a mom, a wife – A positive lover of life. And from the time you were 14, after being introduced to meditation and yoga, you say you knew you wanted to help people. So tell us about that.
8: Yeah, it was just this innate knowing. Ever since I was a little girl, I just was drawn to people and their problems like I would sit and talk to people even not knowing anything about counseling and I would just know what to say or what to do or if they needed a hug or whatever it was and originally I thought I was going to become a physiotherapist or a doctor or something like that because that was the traditional healing world and when I was in university it was my third year for and it was a course in alternative and complementary medicine and that was it I felt like a kid in a candy store and I knew I was like if I can find a school that offers holistic modalities That's it. I'm going to be the happiest girl for the rest of my life. And that was 15, over 15 years ago now that I started my practice.
1: So what kinds of issues or problems do you deal with? Sort of what territory do you cover Mm -hmm. for people?
8: You know, it's been everything. I think starting my practice early on, because it was more body work and energy work, and then it's made this beautiful transition into more of coaching and supporting people. I see everything from physical health issues and problems and diagnosis that people are facing to relationship issues. That's a big one that comes up, because relationships are everything. They're in everything. They're day-to-day. So And everything impacts everything. So your physical
1: health impacts your emotional well-being and...
8: Yeah, it all ties together. And the the root of it really, you know, regardless if it's stress or if it's financial issues or sex or not sex or a a health issue that hits, it does affect the relationship with self and the relationships in your world. And so relationships has been a really big part of that transition in helping people get to a place where they're happy and healthy and harmonious. Now,
1: 30 years ago, there were not people like you around to help. Mm -hmm. Are we needing more help with our relationships is the world just so
8: fast and moving and changing and yeah I think we've we've evolved quite a bit. I think back then, things were a little bit more simpler. People knew their roles, especially men and women. They knew their roles. So men had this list of things that they did, and women had this list of things that they did, and everything has changed now. Women are really independent. Men are going, what the F? I don't know what my role is anymore. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to help? And it's created a lot of confusion in terms of what do we do? How do we best support each other? And I think The awareness in people has risen, too. Yoga and meditation was unheard of, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, other than if you lived in California. But now it's so well known. I think it's opened everybody up. So people are a little bit more self-aware. People are reflecting on who am I and how do I affect the world, what I say, what I do, who I am. How does that Create a greater connection and end experience in the world. So yeah, I think people are opening up. I think people are are ready for change, and I think they're looking for help and support because we have more self awareness. There's tons of self help books out there. There's so many courses. Even Oprah is talking about you know meditation and and whatnot and spirituality and paired up with Deepak. So there's a change that's happened, you know, and people are ready. So what
2: about people that aren't quite on the wave of this change that still think it's a bit more woo-woo and mm-hmm. that there's yeah, that's, that's our word, woo-woo. Yeah, yeah, totally get it. We're
1: slowly getting there. Yeah. We totally are. Get it. But at the beginning, it was sort of like every every problem you have, it's a new syndrome. It's sort of, oh, right. my God, like really Friday syndrome and Monday syndrome. <laughs> Come on, suck <laughs> it up and get going. But yeah.
8: we're now seeing that there's a little more mm-hmm. a little more to this. Yeah. I think because we've gotten to that place where we can't suppress these things anymore. And I think the outside world is reflecting that. Like even the stuff that happened in Toronto last week, you know, it, there's, <sighs> there's stuff happening in our world that's shocking people and it's stirring people up. And so it's having us look at our emotional well-being and go, why am I being affected by this? I don't want to drug it away. I don't want to pretend it away. I can't stuff it away anymore. And so we're starting to become more mature, is what I say, mature with our emotional well-being and not running from it, not hiding from it. So emotional
1: intelligence is is raising its Mm -hmm. head. Yes, it is. For people. And they're recognizing that I guess that
8: it's something they need to be mindful of and also maybe to work on. Absolutely. Because I think mindfulness is a key, it's part of it. But if you look at our whole being, we have the physical body, which is where we've been. We've really been focused on the physical, you know, physical health, physical well being. How do I get my physical body in shape? But then people hit a wall sometimes where all they're doing all the right things physically and still issues are showing up. So mentally they're off, emotionally they're off, their world's not where they want it to be. So we start expanding out a little bit. A little bit to go well what is it that I'm feeling and then based on what I'm feeling what is it that I'm thinking what's the content that I have going on what are the thoughts that I have happening in my head regularly and eventually the path will lead to the spiritual at some point because that is the ultimate that's the growth that's just the pattern of growth that I've seen I've worked with over 10,000 clients one-on-one and every single one of them regardless if it's the man that comes in that says I'm only here because my wife brought me in you know they eventually open up to that place to go there's something more is it better to to
2: see if you if you're doing sort of a couples therapy to see them together or to see them separately?
8: It depends on the couple. Sometimes one will come in and they'll have some sort of awakening and then they quickly realize in order for growth to happen within the coupleship, eventually both will have to get on board because what happens is if one starts growing and the other one stays exactly where they are, the conflict sometimes can get worse because one's having greater awareness of self and saying, okay, I'm doing what I need to. I'm taking responsibility for myself, my life, my emotions, my actions, my reactions, and you're not. And that can create more conflict. So eventually both do need to raise the bar. But what about
1: in couples therapy, for example, if people are not completely honest, like you're honest, let's say, with your doctor or with somebody like Mm -hmm. you because it's, you and me, and you can't tell anybody anything. Yeah, exactly. you, you have sort of an oath. But when you have to go in and actually be completely honest with a spouse, mm-hmm. let's say or or your other half that mm-hmm. you have to then deal with, I mean, maybe you've you know you've told a little few white lies. Yeah. You know, you haven't been
8: brutally honest. Yes, I don't know if I like brutally honest all the time because oh, okay. because the that reason the reason why <laughs> is because a lot of our brutally honest stuff is coming from our pains, it's coming from the triggers from our past, and it's not real. It's real to us, but it's being projected onto the other person, and and that's what we do a lot in our relationships. We literally throw our crap onto the other person, and then we say, "Now you got to figure it out," and you got it, you know. And so sometimes the brutally honest. I don't know. I think sometimes it can hurt. Gabriel and I tried that early on in the relationship because we're both very spiritual, both very open, and we tried that early on in the relationship. And I'm like, there's certain things I just wish I I did not know, because that stuff locks in, and then what we do, our mind is so brilliant and awesome, we start to create patterns based on that, and we go, oh, I know you. I remember that stuff that you told me way back then that has nothing to do with the person of who they are right in front of you today. So sometimes you know, finding out how many partners or what your partner did, and all this other stuff from your yeah, I don't know, you know. Mm.
2: So now you you believe that everything can be forgiven and completely released if yes. we just work on things in 100%. the right way. And that's what you're going to help um, us and our listeners yes. do. But we're going to be concentrating on relationships as, uh, as opposed yes. to um the in intuitive, intuitive stuff. Yeah. So there is a there is a divide between yeah.
8: that. And when I'm with clients, it's different because the intuition is there. It's kind of like an artist or a musician walking into a place and telling them, okay, well, you can't bring that creative stuff into the mix. You know, the intuition is, it's there. It's all-knowing. So it allows me to be able to tune into my clients a little bit deeper to maybe mm-hmm. see what they're hiding or what they're not willing to face or maybe to feel into patterns and, and pathways from their past that's actually contributing and creating the mess. Okay, now tell people where they can connect with you mm-hmm. what's your website yeah tara so just t-a-r-a-a-n-t-l-e-r i always say like antlers, antlers. <laughs> antlers.com okay so and uh you will
2: be joining us regularly and in fact you're going to start uh, right after we take a quick break and we're going to talk about some of the key differences between men and women so don't go anywhere mm-hmm.
3: What She Said with Christine
4: Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian expecting more for your money that's wealth esteem terms and conditions apply
0: escape instantly with kobo discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on kobo.com download the free kobo app and start reading today it's a world of stories in the palm of your hand
3: this is 1059 the region
0: what she says, she's bad wonderful honest and lovable
3: now back to what she said with christine bentley and kate wheeler
2: and we are back with our brand new relationship expert, Tara Antler. We are so excited to have you joining us. You're going to be here every couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you so much. Okay, now if anybody has any questions that they would like to address uh, to Tara, you can just email us um, at info at what she said talkcom We'll pass them away and maybe we can uh, answer your questions in the privacy of the radio. I love
7: that. I love that.
2: <laughs> now today you're going to tell us about some key differences between between men and women, and we're not talking about the physical ones.
8: Yeah, no. There are some there are some physical ones for sure. But you know, there are there are some real tangible differences between men and women and how we deal with life, how we see life, how we perceive life, and especially in today's world, things have changed altogether. Women have stepped into this role of superhero women, strong, independent, courageous, doing so much more than what we used to, which is awesome. It's it's leveled things out a little bit. But men, they've been having this interesting time figuring out what their role is. Because back in the old days, they knew what their role was. Women knew what their role was. And all of that has blown apart and changed. And so men are trying to figure out what am I supposed to do if she doesn't need me anymore. And she's independent and she can do all these things. She's a multitasker. I don't know how to be the man. That's a big question that a lot of men are coming up against now. I don't know how to be that that man. That prehistoric, I take care of the family kind of man? Absolutely, because it's still a biological thing within us. In order for men's testosterone to rise, which they need in order to feel strong, to feel capable, to feel good about themselves, it actually lets them, just like we have happy hormones and endorphins that rush, we have happy hormones rush when we feel taken care of, when we feel nurtured, when we go to the spa, when we pamper ourselves, Mm -hmm. the oxytocin levels rise, the stress levels decrease, estrogen rises, we all feel good and balanced and awesome and harmonious. Man, it's different. They actually need testosterone to rise And one of the greatest ways. When I interviewed John Gray, actually, he said to me when we first started the call, he's like, I have to tell you, he said, you did one of the best things that you could do for a man. And I said, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't even realize I did anything. He said, you complimented me on my book and he told me that it's a key thing that you've had for 15 years. This is the author of Men from, from Mars, Women are from, are from Venus. Venus. Best book ever, I think. I think. It's amazing. And said it was like a pat on his back to let him feel like oh I feel really good I was able to help this woman and all of a sudden his testosterone levels went up and he felt like he was accomplished
2: right? Well let, let's talk in about some of the traditional mm-hmm. differences um, let's say if there if there's any kind of of conflict men have a tendency as I understand it to retreat Mm -hmm. women want to talk it out yes so how does that play
8: out yeah it's disastrous when it comes to (laughs) men and women trying to figure it out because the man comes home usually or come coming from wherever they are and they just need some chill time they need to relax they need to put their feet up they don't want to be talked to and right away women are like oh my god I got to tell you about my day or if something happened we're like and they're like whoa 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 like I can't take any more in and it's confusing because the woman needs to be heard and when they feel heard and when they feel like they've connected eye to eye energy to energy heart to heart they feel good they feel welcome they feel warmed they melt they become their feminine self which allows the sex life to be even better within the relationship too because they feel more their feminine self but when that's not happening they're like what is going on here? This person doesn't care about what I what I what I'm doing, what I'm up to. They don't want to hear anything. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say
2: I, I, I heard you talking about this um, on, on one of your Facebook yeah. lives and I thought my first reaction was well, screw that. Like, it was like, if he comes home, it's like I'm making dinner or whatever. I want him to keep me company in the kitchen. But I thought, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. I'll try it. So he has a tendency to go upstairs, have a puff of cigar out on the balcony, yeah. and then have a quick nap, which yeah. I, he does for like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I just let him. I said, hi, you're home. And I let him do that, let him go up, go through that. He's much more sociable in the evening Absolutely. when I was really surprised at that difference about not mm-hmm. bombarding him. Mm-hmm. And then I say, are you ready to hear about my day? Yeah. And he's like, sure, let it go. Yeah. Yes. But that that seems to be, and it, it seems, whereas I said my first instinct was to say, like, like really? I need yeah. somebody to talk to. I've totally. had the dog and the cat all day.
8: Mm-hmm. But that, just that little 15-minute yeah. space makes a huge yeah. difference. It does, because they need to process. Men process differently than women. We're great multitaskers. We can take in much more information in one go. It's how our brains are hardwired. It's partly to do with pregnancy and yeah. being able to manage everything and we can do that and and still function for men it's a little bit more focused they need that time to go within and just relax and and decompress quietly and when their mind starts and it's like they think that we're like chatter chatter chatter, chatter and they're like oh my god can you just simplify this can you just be quiet for a second i need my own time they actually need that to decompress to let go of whatever their day was and then they can present themselves very clear and mm-hmm. free to you and be present to you so part of it for women is not taking it personally we take it personally all the time we're like oh, he doesn't want to listen to me he doesn't care about what I'm yeah. saying you know yeah. and it's yeah. not that at all the other thing
1: I've noticed the big difference between men and women is if I have an issue and I can call a girlfriend and I can just vent yeah and she knows that I'm not calling her to solve That's the problem right. I'm going to talk to her and I might talk to a couple of Mm -hmm. other people and I'll figure it out. But I just need to vent. I need to hear Mm -hmm. my thoughts bouncing off somebody. If you tell a man Mm -hmm. about something,
8: they... They go into
1: solution right away. Mm. It's like they are solving the Mm -hmm. problem. It's like, no, I -hmm. can solve Mm -hmm. the problem. Just listen to me. They're incapable of doing that. Yeah. If you bring
8: them a problem... This is what you need to do. I don't want to hear about it anymore because this is mm-hmm. what you that's need right. to do. Because it's so matter of fact for them. They see it in such precision and clarity, which is actually a gift on one level. Because when we are kind of stuck, because sometimes we do get stuck where we're like, I really don't know how to get myself out of this. Then I know now that's the time that I go and talk to my husband. If I if I need that quick solution like what you're talking about, that's when I go to my husband and, and I'm like, I need some help with this. Can you? And he's just like cut through the clutter. And I'm like, thank you. But I think a
1: lot of women feel... You, want, you don't want to listen to me. That's you don't right. want to listen to the whole stage. Mm-hmm. All you want to do is get cut, all, through. Get, cut through mm-hmm. it. Give me, a, give me the solution mm-hmm. so you can get me out, out of the out, way. That's right. And so I and, think women are yeah. a little bit offended by that sometimes.
8: Yeah, and that's where they have to not take it personally. Exactly. And if you give them that space, and like you said, I love that you brought up the fact of talking to your girlfriends. Know who to talk to. Your girlfriends will support you, and they'll get it. And women, they get it. They're like, I understand what you're going through. What about the difference,
2: uh, another difference I find, Um, between men and women in in couples are mind reading versus asking. My husband Mm. says, give me a list and I'll do it. But then it's like, then I'm becoming a nag. And I don't want to be a nag. I just want you to know that that has to be done. So how do we play that out? Yeah,
8: it's very different. And I can tell by the pregnancy difference. When I was pregnant with Aria, my intuition went up a whole other octave. This pregnancy, having two boys in here, i like, uh, (laughs) <laughs> like it's different like it's completely different and i thought this is how men this is how they perceive this is their intuition and so they often don't know because they are in solution mode a lot and they they're trying not to take in too much they're trying to stay focused on one task at hand complete next task at hand complete next task at ha- complete that's how their mind works but if they get bombarded or they're trying to figure out and read what we need they're going to feel like they're failing and they don't want to do that because they know what happens. If they feel like they're failing, we're going to nag and we're going to be even more peeved at them because then all of a sudden they're doing something wrong and they're afraid to be wrong. So it's best to just go, I don't know. Tell me what you need. And women actually need to get better at saying and communicating what they need from their partner.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, but then that ends up with on the nag list maybe you just write it out on a list and put yeah, it you somewhere. write it out on a the list. job jar
8: yeah exactly and I'd like to do a whole segment on that actually about the nagging because it's a really big thing that comes mm-hmm. up between men and women all the time so it is making a list but Clearly, And if they go and do something and they don't do it as perfectly as you, you have to be willing to let go of control a little bit. Mm -hmm. I give this example to my clients all the time. There are like 50 ways to make an egg. I don't know, maybe 30. But you have to be willing to let go a little bit and to still acknowledge because if you criticize what they really worked hard on doing, they flatline.
2: Is that called being the maternal gatekeeper? Is yes. that something like that? So there's just nobody else will do it as well as me. So you, right, you're right, asking for the help. Mm-hmm. You're asking for the help but then you're criticizing That's right. the way they did it. It's yes. just yes. say
8: thank you. That yes. was great. <laughs> exactly. And they need that and they feel good and they're like, "Oh, I accomplished that." And oh. then they feel more likely to want to do the next item on the list. Well, I had a husband
1: who uh, who perfected that.
2: Do it badly, she'll never ask you. <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
8: Okay, Tara, tell people uh, how they can connect with you online. Uh, The best way is through my website, taraantler.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well.
2: All right, now you are going to be uh, joining us again in two weeks. And we'll continue this little relationship series. So if you've got anything you'd like, uh, Tara, to uh, help you solve, uh, you can nag us (laughs) and put it on a list. Just send it to info at talk.com. And we'll see you soon. Thank you
8: so much.
3: What She Said with Christine Bentley and
4: Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the Stand Up Drop-In Series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash TC or call
0: 416-340-7270. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly six million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. This is 1059, the region. Saturday night and
4: the moon is.
2: And it is time now for Saturday Night at the Movies with our lovely and talented film critic, Anne Brody. And we are starting off today with Backstabbing for Beginners. Doesn't which that just, sound fabulous? Yes, it really does.
9: <laughs> Sounds like it should be a long series, <laughs> uh, a whole network. <laughs> I know. Take over Slice TV. Uh-huh. I- and if you can believe it, it's about corruption in the UN. <laughs> uh, really? Okay. Oh, it's, yes. It's based on on a memoir about what happened during the oil for food program mm-hmm. in Iraq in ninety in the 90s, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, when money was supposed to be uh, uh, taken from the sales of international of oil internationally and put in back into the country. To uh, for humanitarian aid for food and clothing and shelter for the people. There was They were just in an awful situation there. And uh, as you learn in this, and it's no spoiler, it's history. That's my new line. It's no spoiler, it's history. Um, you learn that the undersecretary, major corporations, you'd know the names of them, like the RAND Corporation, many, many governments from around the world were all getting kickbacks. Mm-hmm. That was just the way it was. So this young fella whose family was in diplomacy, decides to go into it. he He moves from being a lobbyist to a uh, an assistant to the undersecretary at the UN. He discovers what's going on. They try to bring him into it by paying him off. He won't do it. Then he discovers his predecessor in the job was murdered. I mean, it's a great idea. It's a great concept. The movie's really awkward, but I just find it so illuminating and dangerous that all this information was out there and I never knew about it till now. Did you know about this? No. It's a little crazy. Bit. Oh did you? A little bit. Um
2: let's move on to something a little more entertaining but oh. also international. Comedy superstar Russell Peters it gives one of television's most beloved comedy icons a little help in Netflix's new reality series, a little help with Carol
9: Burnett. And this involves children from the mouths of babes. From the mouths of babes. So they bring in stars, and they sit down in front of uh, a group of children ranging age from four to six, and they ask them things like, well, my wife likes to go to bed early, but I like to stay up. What can we do about this? Because it's a real problem. And these kids, they think, and they come back with answers. And I thought, this is going to be saccharine. It's tremendous. It's really good. And Carol Burnett just speaks to the children so beautifully. Russell Peters then interviews the one, not the winner, because we don't say winner. He <laughs> interviews the most, um, uh, correct, is that right? Mm-hmm. He interviews the, the wordiest kid. Okay, yeah. <laughs> And the conversation that I saw... I just couldn't believe that a child would come up with, with it. it. It was just colossal. It's really, really worth seeing, but mostly because of Carol Burnett. We all have a soft spot in our hearts for her. Oh, I love her. Like I she know. was, part, she's part
1: of my growing up DNA. We used to watch mm-hmm. her,
9: you know. And when you see her on this uh, series, you, honestly, a tear will come to your eye. Well, um it's so great. A little
2: later, we're going to play your interview with Russell uh, Peters, but I hear you're also obsessed
9: with AMC's *The Terror*, and it bothers me so much. When I'm places, I say, "Are you watching *The Terror*? Are you watching it?" No, I'm watching *Handmaid's Tale*. Um so I mean that's Is fine that too. Is back on? Yes, that... the first two yes, episodes. Yes, so the
2: first two episodes are back on.
9: Yes, it's on. I did mention it last week in my blog. Well, I know, but I
2: where where what's Bravo on Bravo. Oh, Bravo or Crave? Yes. Or Putlocker, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I streamed it free on Putlocker. Is it
9: Puttlocker? I think it's put
2: locker. I thought locker? Put lock Put locker. As opposed okay, to potlocker. Don't, I'll have to don't, find don't it tell on me Rogers. this. Don't
9: tell her anything. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so the terror is only three episodes left. It's John Franklin's journey trying to find the Northwest Passage. And again, it's not spoilers, it's history. The entire crew died in 1845. And Parks Canada rediscovered the ships, both ships, the Terror and the Rebras, in 2016, if you can imagine. They've been looking since 1848 for it. And the reasons, they go into the reasons the, the, the crew died, uh, quite astonishing. Someone set himself on fire in protest. There was cannibalism. Anyway, but it's a very poetic and beautiful, beautiful they knew, series they with great stars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why <well, laughs> the ship? Some I don't ships know. <laughs> sunk
1: somewhere, and they know. Like Muskoka, anyway, it's okay. So we. So what about the Black Panther?
9: Wow, yeah, oh, that's out just, on DVD, and I know John I haven't is, seen it yet. No, I haven't what? seen it either.
2: Yeah, I do. I don't want any spoilers. Uh, oh, jeez! Why have you waited? Because, because I know
1: people that we were catching up with all
2: the Oscar movies, and then we got movied out, and then, I don't know, we just haven't seen it yet. But if it's on DVD, maybe. We really should see it on the big screen, right?
9: All right. if you're Yes, definitely. If you're going to see it, we want to talk about how you feel about the end of it. Okay. And that's it for now. Okay. So, uh, and
2: of course, don't forget to make plans to watch The Royal Wedding, May 19th. Ooh. It's being broadcast, streamed, and just generally made everywhere. available anywhere. Well, we now know anywhere. what
1: the carriage is going to look like.
2: Uh, yeah, Every Anne. little detail is leaked out. And don't forget leak. Days. And don't forget to check out Anne's full reviews on
3: whatshesaidtalk.com.
7: what she said talk.com.
3: Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at whatshesaidtalk.com. And we're back with
2: film critic Ann Brody, who has brought us an interview with comedy superstar Russell Peters, as promised, and who, as we just mentioned, gives one of television's most beloved comedy icons a little assistance in Netflix's heartwarming new reality series, A Little Help with Carol Burnett, which is out now. What was he like to interview
9: you? Oh, my God. He's so charming. I hadn't met him before. He recognized me, believe it or not, from CFTO years. And he was so friendly and giving, and he had so much to say about Carol. It was, it was great. Russell. Working with Carol Burnett. Let's start with Carol, and then yes. we'll get to you. Right. Never mind.
6: Listen, I, I, I don't at all get offended when people go, what's Carol Burnett like? I. I it's just, She's amazing. She's,
9: she's just, she's an icon.
6: She's uh, very much an icon, and she's, I think she, she could very well be the face of women's lib if you wanted, you know? Because she really liberated and, she and, and trailblazed well before anybody had thought
9: about it. And of course, that makes you one degree away from Lucille Ball, Tim Conway, all these people. Oh yeah, and Harvey Car, all, all, all the all the greats. Incredible, incredible. I actually got really nostalgic looking at her, and she ended like this. I'll every
6: episode, and then I would I would always get a little tear in my eye when she would do it too. Really? Yeah.
9: Oh, I totally. I would get just that. because you know
6: I would, I would have to. Uh, there was times where I'd either be standing beside her when she would do it at the end of the show, or I would be in the playroom and I would be hanging out the box, looking at her. And even if the camera wasn't on I me, mean, I would just wait for her to tug her ear, and I'd be like, ah, so cool. Oh, man,
9: I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. How did you make the connection with her?
6: Um, I mean, the connection was already, I mean, for me, it was just, I was in awe the whole time. So, I, I you know, I, the connection was already there. I, would just, I had to fight myself to not ask too many questions or say too much, because I was just like, there's so many things I want to
9: ask. but No kidding. I,
6: I, I just don't want to bother her, you know.
9: She would. I'm sure she wouldn't be bothered. She was I mean, such she a just... sweetheart
6: and open to anything. But
9: yeah.
6: because of that, I didn't want to take advantage of that. or, or Right, make, you know. I understand. So it's kind of like, well, you know what? Just knowing that she would answer your question is enough for me to know.
9: That's right. Well, how did you get to be on the show then?
6: Uh, it was an audition process, and uh, I it got narrowed down to four guys, and I was the winner.
7: <laughs> yay. Yeah,
6: even I was like, yay. <laughs> Actually, what I did say was when I went for the for the, uh I guess the second round of auditions, where they had narrowed it down to four guys, I didn't know who the other three guys were. And then I went and I auditioned, and then I walked in the back room, it was a room like this, and Carol Burnett was sitting there, and Carol Leifer was sitting there, who was the head writer. And they had the board right there with all the guys on, the other three guys. And I knew all of them. And I I looked at it and I went, uh, white guy, uh, other white guy, gay white guy, and me. I go, isn't it obvious, guys? You want the one that stands out.
9: You actually said that. I to I literally them. said that to. Add a boy.
6: I was like, "Well, what am I going to lose? If, if I don't have it, I'm not going to get it anyway." It's so
9: un-Canadian.
6: <laughs> I know. I just I was like, "Screw it! I want to! I want I want to work with Carol Burnett." And these guys were too young. The other guys that were uh, on the board, I was like, they, "They're not yeah. going to really appreciate the magnitude of what a phenomenal person Carol Burnett is."
9: And you know, she's just—it's all there. All that charm, that warmth, that—it's um... not fake yeah
6: it's just genuine it's just who she is
9: yeah and she's exactly the same it seems to me
6: and she looks great
9: i bet she does
6: she looks fantastic i
9: think if you have a, a good you know good will mm-hmm. the way she seems to i think that shows in the way you look
6: yeah i think yeah it, it, it exudes
9: yeah, yeah that's true so now part of the reason why you'd be chosen i'm sure is because you could have an easy rapport with children
6: well, yeah, I, I, being a father, I think I was the only one of those guys who was a father oh, as Oh,
9: well. nice. So
6: that, gave me a, that gave me a slight advantage as well. Um, so, you know, I know how to talk to kids. Yeah. I know a tone that kids like to hear. And I know, I, I'm still very childish in my mind, so I know what tones I didn't like to hear. So I was like, I'll just be sure to not do that to the kids, because you want them to be comfortable and feel, you want their minds to be open.
9: They were so comfortable. The interv- the job interview that you did with that wonderful oh, little boy Robert. at the end, that was insane. That was so funny.
6: That was a fun shoot. That kid was hilarious because he would just go off, like completely off script when we were shooting it. And I'd be like, Robert, Robert, stay with me, kid. <laughs> I would I would cause I would I would have to wrangle him. He was sitting literally sitting right across from me. I'm like and he would go like right off, like completely just go on a tangent. I go, What are you doing? Where are you going? Come back here. Come back here. Robert, stay with me, buddy, stay with me. <laughs> And his dad was standing right there laughing, because his dad was like, Robert, can you, and I go, No where I got this, dad, and I would just, <laughs> and I'd make him, I would, I'd go, say it again, and he would say it, and I'd say it, and I'd go, I'm gonna say it like this, and then he would say it like that, and I'd go, there you go, look at
9: that. Very encouraging
6: and yeah, friendly. Yeah, you, you need that, because, I mean, nobody wants to feel like they can't do something, because that's when you start giving up especially the kid they're like oh I is it, oh no i'm doing it wrong doing it further wrong yeah. you know you start feeling like you're going down that hole so.
9: and who knows you could wound them for life
6: yeah i don't want to be that guy <laughs> yeah i, I want to <laughs> be the guy that encouraged them even when you watch it uh even if you're not in the room with her you watch it and you go oh my god i'm watching carol Burnett, and she's just as wonderful as i remember
9: yeah and i mean i i completely it up
6: oh yeah and it was really cool as she did uh At that time, that's when she taped the 50th anniversary special of The Carol Burnett Show. And she invited me to go to it. And I went, and it was in the old CBS studio that she actually, in the stage that she actually shot the show on. And um, I got to be there, and I was standing backstage, and uh, Jim Carrey was on the show, and Martin Short was on the show. And I was standing there backstage having a conversation (laughs) with Jim Carrey and Martin Short. The three of us were just talking about being Canadian and Martin Short was talking about his cottage up north and Jim Carrey was talking about a game that his family played they play whenever he comes to Toronto they have a game where whoever says Tim Hortons first loses <laughs> <this. laughs>
9: That's so Canadian. It's so wild but and I know, was just—I
6: was literally like I don't belong in this but this is amazing. Of
9: course you belong in this. <laughs> oh my word. It's amazing Thank you so much.
6: Robert. Thank you.
3: What She Said with Christine Bentley and
4: Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. Yay! And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account meridian expecting more for your money that's wealth esteem terms and conditions apply
0: escape instantly with kobo discover nearly six million ebooks and audiobooks on kobo.com download the free kobo app and start reading today it's a world of stories in the palm of your hand
3: this is 105.9 the region
1: you're listening to is The Feeling, the new single by singer-songwriter Brie Taylor, who joins us now in studio. Welcome to What She Said. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So, tell us how you got started.
10: Um, I got started when I was really little, just songwriting, loving music, and uh, just... Kind of started my journey and always was taking lessons and getting involved in music and choirs and everything like that. And uh, just the last couple of years, I've really been pursuing it as a career and uh, traveled back and forth to Los Angeles to record my upcoming EP. And uh, now I'm going to be touring across Canada for Rise Up TV. Yes. Now
2: that that's what a twelve-city tour starting yes. on May twentieth.
10: Yes, it is. I'm really excited about it. And it's it, it's what's it about? Um, so it's a kind of behind-the-scenes documentary-style TV show, um, following myself and a bunch of other artists and bands along the road as we perform in for everybody across Canada.
2: Now that tour is coming to the Rock Pile yes. on Dundas West, and that's on Thursday, May 31st, last time of the month. Where can people go to learn more about that uh, and, they can, and about you?
10: Yeah, they can go to my website. It's com, and Bree's spelled B-R-E-E, because everyone always asks about Brie,
2: like the cheese. It's not yeah. spelled the same way, but yeah. So you And you've just got back from recording your debut EP in L.A.
10: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's coming out. I'm going to release it on May 18th. And then my new single is released on May 3rd. So I'm really excited that everyone's hopefully going to enjoy the song and the EP. And that's what we're going to be performing at the show at the Rock Pile. And uh, yeah. Excellent. So
1: May 20th is when the show starts, right?
10: Rise Up? Yeah, in Victoria, B.C. Yeah, right. for show.
1: Yeah. I'm That'll really be excited. Exciting. How did you get picked for that?
10: Um, yeah, my manager actually um, uh, asked me if I would be interested in doing it, and I, w- I thought it was a great opportunity. And I haven't actually been to the western side of Canada, <laughs> so I'm really excited to kind of travel out there too. I have family in like Saskatchewan and Calgary, yeah. so it would be nice to kind well, of visit on family being too. Chosen. Yeah, thank
2: you, thank and you. thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much. And that is it for what she said. We'll be back tomorrow at noon here on 105.9 The Region. Be sure to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk. But singing us out now, here is Brie Taylor performing The Feeling.
11: It started with a moment. You brought me back to life. I feel so high. You
7: help me breathe again. I feel so free, serenity. And when you take my hand.
11: Don't fear the unknown.
7: You help me breathe again. I feel so free, serenity. And when you take my hand, I finally see serenity.
11: straight into your arms. Now my head's in the clouds. Cause all I want's your love. Baby, all
7: I want's your love.